Welcome everybody to 215 Unfiltered. We're doing a sports podcast this time. So it's Joe, Nick, and Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's up. We're uh, we're not breaking news, but it's bad news for the Sixers. Nick, go for it. Well, guys, the inevitable has We're happened done. that we we didn't think was going to happen a couple days ago, and now it is. Ben Simmons looks to be done for the season no. after the surgery. He's got to leave the bubble now and have surgery in the next couple days. Uh, so we're screwed. And there goes the season. All for, I don't want to say it's nothing, gone. but it's, it, it's gone. <laughs> and I mean, it's gone. it was gone when we were at the sixth seed, I mean, to me. Oh, um, yeah, we've looked terrible. We've looked is... absolutely terrible, so... This is according to Woj that he will have the surgery on his left knee and is likely to miss the rest of this season, sources tell ESPN. Simmons will have a loose body removed from his left knee in the coming days. A loose what? Loose body. That's what it just says. Uh, Okay. (laughs) I never know what that means because it's his knee. My knee! (laughs) Uh, Only a deep Sixers playoff run could keep a fleeting hope of his return alive, sources say. It's like the year the Eagles went to the Super Bowl with T.O., only the Super Bowl could get T.O. back on the field. Yep. That's true. Ben Simmons is now the T.O. of the Sixers. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> All right. We'll return from the NBA Finals. So what, Sixers are preparing now for a postseason run that will come without Simmons, one of the league's most talented and versatile weapons. Okay, so, Nick, what do you think? Like, Where do, where do you think we're at? Well, when you look at the rotation, just based on last night's game against Orlando, Alec Burke got a lot of minutes. Um, Shake's going to get even more minutes now. Uh, our guards are really going to have to be the backbone of this team. Al Horford's now our starting forward, and he put up 20 points last night, so I can't be too mad at that. He showed effort, and I know Brett Brown said that. They beat that, the Magic. Let's yeah, okay. I, all right, magic are good. a playoff team, bro. Stop yeah, it. they're the eight seed. They could, if they won that game, the Magic they're, We're the only the two seats ahead of them. Yeah. Stop it. If they were in the West, they'd be at the bottom. Let's, let's, let's calm down here. <laughs> Let's calm down here. Put some respect on their name. Put some respect on their name. Respect hey, on it. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, I th- uh, so go ahead, Nick. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I cut say, you like, off. Just like guys like Tobias now uh, are going to have to step up. Uh, Brett Brown said Embiid is going to have even a more role and play even more minutes now per game because of Simmons' absence. I can't imagine what could possibly go wrong. <laughs> and how about Josh Richardson, guys? He hasn't done anything in the bubble. And he's had a quiet season for the most part. He's had a couple breakout games here and there. But he really hasn't done enough, I guess, that we were expecting him to. You know what? (laughs) This team has been constructed and thrown together with basically loose leaf and scotch tape. Um, I mean, with this injury... You want some chewing gum into that? (laughs) Does anything really change? Like... It was a different lineup every night anyway. I mean, I understand Ben Simmons is a great player, um, and I, I personally am a, am a Ben backer. Um, but that being said, with this Sixers team is like no other team in the NBA. Their lineup changes so gosh darn much that at this point it's like I'm just numb to it. Like, I'm not even like surprised. I'm honestly just numb to it. The players, you'll probably find like certain players will play better um, without him. That's no knock against Ben. That's just <laughs> the way basketball and team sports work. Um, we'll, we'll learn a lot about this team. Um, it's just about utilizing people to their strengths. Al Horford uh, seemed to play pretty well without Simmons in the lineup, so we'll see what goes on with that. But this is just like, you know, the Sixers have been through hell and back. <laughs> What's this at this point? It's just added to the rest of the nonsense. Yeah, it's just the, the, sorry, the straw, Ryan, that broke the camel's back. And, like, it's like, where do we go from here? And now everyone's going to say, like, if the Sixers don't make a deep run, Brett Brown's definitely going to be fired. Well, now he doesn't have his best player. and now He has an excuse. On, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm kind of with that. Brett Brown might not, might not be the worst news in the world. Imagine if they make a deep run without Simmons. Brett Brown is going to be looked at as, wow, this coach, they lost their second best player um, on the roster, and he was still able to make a deep run. Like, maybe this injury is going to save Brett Brown's job. Oh, dear God, no. Joe, can you imagine if that happens? If, if Brett Brown is the coach next year, I'm not. I'm done. I'm completely done. I I'm literally will never watch another Sixers game until he's fine. Hey, if Jason Garrett lasted nine years with the Cowboys, anything is possible. Well, that's because Jerry Jones thought he was his son. Didn't realize it. <laughs> Maybe Ellen Brand sees... Oh, wait, that wouldn't work. Never it, mind. I swear. Listen, I, I El- get it. El- I get it. Elton Brand might have to suit up at this point, guys. <laughs> Maybe he can play power for Yeah, there you go. Elton Brand can play the four. They're done. They're done. It's over. The season's over. 
Let's just chalk it. We're not even going to chalk this one up. You're going to have to fire Brett Brown. You're going to have to find a way to get rid of Al Horford. And that's, that's not and that's not going to happen. And then, mm-hmm. oh, by the way, Josh Richardson, free agent, right? No, he, they signed a multi-year deal. He signed? Oh, yeah. oh God damn it. Not an extension. They, they, no, they didn't. Oh, because it was a trade. It was a trade. I don't think they oh. signed him. Hold on. Okay. We're going to look that up. But, All right. Josh, I'll, I'll talk with Ryan here. Yeah, but there's no way, no way I can re-up him. There's no way I'm re-upping Richardson. Well, that's funny because Richardson... Oh, he's got this year and next year. Yeah, okay. He's got this year and next year. He'll he's, be back next year. Well, he's, he's going to be here next year. He's going to be here. He's not I'll going anywhere. But there's no way. He did nothing. He was our trade for Jimmy Butler, essentially. Yeah. Let that sink yeah, in. Yeah, but our hand was kind of forced with I mean, that yes, one. Yes, we were forced there, but he's he's doesn't fit. I he's, thought Josh was going to just shoot really well and just be a three-point specialist, a and, guy who can just shoot in general. And, and he's he's only attacking the net. I don't see him taking enough jumpers during the course of a game in this, the bubble. This team needs, a, a, I don't even want to say, another overhaul. No, you, you can't say that, man. Another one. How I can think I, we need another piece. No, I, I don't I think, just we, think we no. only need one piece. You need to move Horford out of here. You need three shooters. You need yeah. three shooters. Not one, not two. Three. Now, Ryan, here, here, this is going to be funny because this is a funny comparison. Can you imagine if this would be a good or bad idea? I'm not going to bring the coach's name into this because that's another discussion. He's gone. Day. He no, needs no, not Brett Brown. Oh, okay. uh, a replacement idea. But what if the Sixers played a Villanova-style three-guard role when they used to have a Ray, Alan Ray, Randy Foy, and Kyle Nardi. Lowry? Oh, and, and Lowry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and Nardi, La- too. Yeah, yeah, Lowry played that team. Um, well, that, could, that be something you can to do experiment that. You can with. do and that. And have Tobias as your four and Joel as the five. Well, jo- well, Tobias should have always been a four. That's, yeah. that's the biggest problem. Yeah. Tobias was always a four. So he's, when we, big, he's big enough to play down he low. He should have, when they traded for Tobias last year and they just like, he fit them because he was a four. He was, he was the perfect four to compliment Joel and Ben yes. be- because it got, it got Tobias would go out to the three. That way, if the paint did get crowded, they could still like move it around. But now they got Horford down there. It's just a mess. They need to find a way to get rid of either Horford or Tobias. And that's not going to happen because nobody's taking those contracts. Honestly, they had the perfect team last year. They were the second-best team in basketball. I always say that. Behind the Raptors, they were the second-best team in basketball. They would have beat the Bucks in the East Finals. And in the Finals, without KD and Clay, they would have beaten the Warriors. That They had the perfect roster. I don't care what anyone says. That was an NBA Finals-worthy roster list. They had a closer in Jimmy. They had a they had a superstar in Joel and Ben. They're both superstars. I don't care what anybody tells me. They're both superstars. Yes, they are. And you had Tobias Harris, who was the perfect complement to those three. They pieces. were four Kawhi bounces away from winning the NBA championship. Would they? I think they now it's like the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. Like yeah. if they win, you know, they're gonna have to come back. It's gonna be Ben and Joel now. Ben and Joel come, need to stop. They it, can coexist. You just need the right pieces around them. You need the right coach. You need a real coach. I'm sorry, Brett Brown is not a real coach. Damn, Joe hates Brett Brown. I hate Brett well, who do you like Brett better, Brett Brown, Brown or could, Gabe Kapler? If I could, Brett Brown. Oh, man. I hate, down. I hate both of them equally. <laughs> Joe hates them both There's so much. There's a genuine disdain just like in my body for both of them. Because Brett Brown's elementary school offense is the worst offense I've ever seen in the history of my life. I want to bash my head in every time I see Joel get a ball at the top of the key at the, the three-point line, and there's J.J. Redick running the screen. I see that play every – and now they run it with – I don't even know who the fuck. They run it with Fur, Furcon. Yeah, they do. That's their yep. offense. They yeah. run the, the – Joel goes to the top of the dribble key. Dribble handoff. He catches the dribble, ball. Dribble handoff. And then he hands it off to Furcon, and Furcon shoots a three. Or they try to give it to Ben, and they run this, like, a, like a screen almost with it, and then he goes to the basket. Yeah, but listen to this. I, I saw a team win an NBA championship four years ago by having two plays on offense actually give, actually they had one play give on it offense. to lebron give it to Kyrie, and shoot the ball and that's it that was their whole offense Ky- and then, Kyrie irving iso was their only drawn offensive play was Kyrie iso and they won the championship and LeBron, that coach was worse than brett brown and, and lebron and lebron iso and then kevin love corner three that was their whole offense that you were talking about a first grade that's a two-year-old playbook <laughs> and they won a chip so i don't know man yeah but you know what though they had lebron was on a mission and I, as much as I'm not a big, I'm not the biggest LeBron fan. I respect him, but uh, he's LeBron James. He's still really fucking good. So you're saying you need like an, a generational talent for a second ben grade Simmons offense? Ben Simmons needs to, to become a generational talent, which I think he can be. 
He's he's got everything. He's got the size. He's got the talent. He's got he can't shoot the ball, but we, we saw him shoot the three in Orlando. What two like a week ago, two weeks ago? Yeah, in the preseason in, a pre- in the exhibition game. Like, okay, he's got to shoot more. Like, I get it. It's in a game. Listen, you airball it. Who cares? It's I'm, you got well, you have to be proud. Of you you shoot have the ball. you have to put that in your game because what it does now is it alleviates everything else. It just takes pressure off everything else. Like it, it's like adding that one perfect piece to a baseball lineup. You, you want to help your team? You, you, just do it. You like, add, you add Bryce Harper into that lineup, thinking, okay, he's going to dominate now. He's going to be my three-hole hitter. Now you look at Ben Simmons. You add that three to your game. Now you're set. Or just a jumper. And guys, he can do it. That's it's the most aggravating thing we've seen in the videos, even during uh, the, the whole Pre-cor- shutdown, pre-COVID. I guess yeah, when when basketball started to get back up and six were practicing ben was releasing videos on his youtube channel of him shooting in the gym i mean they were like 10 minute vlogs but he was literally shooting constantly and he was making every shot now obviously that's probably edited that way but he's still making jump shots whether they're twos or even long long twos or threes so he can do it so why can't he do it in a game that's the that's that's where every Philly fan is frustrated. Yep, it's not that he can't do it in a game; it's that he won't do it in a and game. I, I don't think it's a coach's thing. I don't think no matter who you bring in here, whether you bring in Mark Jackson, Jay Wright, or whoever else under the sun Herb wants McGee. to come in and coach Herb, Herb McGee. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Fran Dunphy, if you want to get his name involved, yeah, bring in Fran. <laughs> Larry, let's bring Larry Brown back. Larry He's Brown. only what eighty. What about Matt Rule? <laughs> yeah, Matt Rule, yeah, <laughs> coach yeah. basketball. <laughs> it's it's crazy to think though that these these guys like Ben's not shooting jumpers. Joel, you, Joel's got to put consistent effort. Like that that's been my frustration. With yeah, him. well, you know, it's like uh, <laughs> trust the process. <laughs> trust the process. Like, come on, like Joel. If Joel would put off the effort necessary, he'd be the best player in the league. Why? I, if, I agree. If he just or at least top can, three, at least top three, the guys can dominate any game. He. If he get, if he can get bored and get twenty five, like he gets bored half the year and he's scoring twenty five a game. Yeah, like, he's a he's a freak. Like it's so frustrating, and and that's why I'm hoping maybe they change the coach and just put a firecracker up their ass because they they have just struggled consistently where both of them on the court has been a nightmare. So do you think, um, personality-wise, this team would benefit from a player's coach, such as any coach LeBron has ever had in his career, <laughs> or more like a strict disciplinarian, such as a Phil Jackson or if Coach K, if we're talking college, someone they like that? Need, they, need somebody that's, they need somebody that's creative, first of all. They need, they need a, a guy that's actually creative because they don't have any. Like Clearly, they don't have that. Um, I don't think I don't know if they're there, I don't know I don't. if they're gonna go with a disciplinary. I mean, the Knicks got Thibodeau, and God, we don't need that. We don't need to live in that era. Like we don't just need to ask Jimmy Butler. Just ask Jimmy Butler is the reason he left Thibodeau. But they need a they need a coach. They need a new voice because Brett's not the voice right now. And like they had one last year, they thought I think Monty Williams was the guy to replace Brett, and then he went to Phoenix. So I think that's very interesting. But I, they need a new coach. Yeah, but, but great coaches aren't just like floating out there. To be no, taken, there's, there's you know? no one out there. I, and without a college basketball season, you really can't evaluate what what a coach can do right now. Yeah, you can only go off what the past. Like there's the Virginia coach guys who led, you know, Bennett. Um, yeah, to and, led them to the national title. Yeah. I mean, other than that, like I mean, yeah, you have Coach K, you, you have, have uh, Calipari. You know, I don't. Jay Wright, I'm not a big Calipari guy. Yeah, I don't know if they go. Calipari. I don't think. I don't think he'd be good because. In the NBA. Yeah, he's he's a college guy. Um. Yeah, it's all recruiting. He doesn't do anything. Yeah. And you're not going to go get Coach K out of Duke. I, I don't see. No, he, he's no. going to the grave or, with Duke. Yeah, Roy Williams. He's going to. He'll stay. Probably he'll not. stay at North Carolina. Roy Williams not the, going anywhere. There's, it's really hard, man. Like, and I don't know a lot of the assistants. I mean, like I know yeah. Becky Hammond from the Spurs. Um, you always have a Warriors coach that's with Kerr. You know, like you look at Kerr and what he did for Curry and Clay, and basically opened up what Mark Jackson did. Which was build them, build the mentality they needed, and then Kerr came in and let them be offensively what they were. So I mean, I think that's what they need. They really need. I, I don't know if they need to like relieve some of the tension or turn it up to a hundred. Like Joel needs to be motivated. Does Ben need to be motivated? That's the big question for me. Does is Ben is Ben motivated enough to shoot the three is Ben motivated enough to dominate the game that he can. Cause when Joel was out and this was two years ago, I think right before the playoffs, Ben was the most dominant player. They beat the, uh, the Cavaliers like a week before the end of the year. 
and they beat him, and it was Ben Simmons. If you don't think Ben can be dominant, ask the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Ask Jared Dudley. Ask Jared Dudley. Like, Ben Simmons can dominate games. He needs... But is it a motivation thing? Is it a pl- is the way he's being forced to play? What is it? So I think the coach is the next thing that's got to go. I I, th- I think this um this playoff series playoff run will answer a lot of questions. Which about who are the they Sixers. who are they seated against now currently? I think Boston, playing, right? Is it a Boston? Yeah, right now. It's oh, Boston. they're done. That's a sweep. Well, we're tied against Indiana for the five. So if they, you know, win the next couple games, Indiana loses one or two here. Then we play the Heat. Up, then we play Miami. Yeah, I would. Mm, I'd rather play the Heat than Boston. I don't. Because let's put it to you this way: Boston will sweep us. Because we have to look at the bigger picture too. If we get past Miami and or Boston or one of them, you have to look who you're playing next too. Because are you in? If it's like there's no next bracket, round. Because well, I know <laughs> I don't care saying, who we okay. play. There's no next there round. There will be. It's either Stop. you're in Milwaukee's bracket or you're going to be in Toronto's bracket, and that's the question you know of the day. Now without Ben, I don't know what looks better. I would say Milwaukee maybe Toronto. Now Milwaukee but, is soft. Yeah, they're so yeah, soft. they probably that's, are. The Sixers. If that actually, I'd rather them face Milwaukee than maybe any other playoff team in the East. They would bully the hell out of Milwaukee. Yeah, because Toronto. Toronto. Without nothing. Ben, you just don't have that additional six that, ten yeah, size. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. Someone to guard Giannis down the post. Give me, give me whoever whoever plays the Sixers is winning that series. Give uh, just, no. I, I, I would. What if they played the Magic? Yeah, okay. Six times or four times. Are they going to play them the rest of the year? Because yeah. that's not going to happen. <laughs> the Magic are going to make a play, make the playoffs. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. And now I'm afraid of Indiana. Just just saying. Yeah. They, okay, TJ Warren will never, ever, ever score 53 points again in his life. <laughs> that was the craziest thing. I, I just, that will never happen again. I'm not afraid insane. of Indiana. That was insane. Unless TJ Warren puts up a 60 spot on us, <laughs> we're not losing to them again. That was, um, it was just. Was it was already crazy. last Saturday, guys, already. I know. It's been a week. It's insane. I'm a little bit more optimistic on the Sixers. Than I am completely Joe. out. I'm like, I I'm not even surprise people. I'm not even foot out. Like, I'm not even like, oh, one foot in. No, I'm completely out. Like, I've already walked out the door, put drop, turn the key on in my car. I'm already driving down the road. I'm halfway to my house. I might even be in my house at that point. So I have an <laughs> idea. What if Gabe Kapler and Brett Brown got together and bought a team? And then maybe you think they could be successful? No. Yes. How many games would it be possible for them to lose? That would be the over under if it depending on baseball or basketball. Let's see the total. So there's 82 and 162, right? Yep. All right. So what's the total number? Can you do quick math? Because I'm I'm being stupid today. We're adding those two together. Yeah, we're adding both of those. Sam, I'm going to 140. No, it's more than that. 82. One, 162. Oh, wait. One, 162 and 82. I'm sorry. I meant 244. 244. I meant to say two, not one. They're going to they're gonna lose 185 games. But they're such trash. Both of them are terrible coaches. <laughs> so, you, so you prefer Doug Peterson over both of them? I, yeah, because Doug Peterson actually, you know, wins. <laughs> okay. Now, no. granted, he went eight, nine, and seven in the last two years, the last three years. Still winning record. Still winning record, playoff wins, and a Super Bowl in that in in there. Brett Brown has won what three playoff series his whole career? They won the one against the Heat. Remember Dwayne Wade? They beat the Heat, the Nets. They, they Nets beat the Nets, the, the Jarrett they, Allen, Jared Dudley series. They beat the Nets twice, twice, and that was it. They've won three playoff series in what six years? Is Brett Brown goodbye? Wow. Well, you got to remember goodbye. the first like four years was all tanking. Goodbye. Yeah, the four years of tanking. Yeah, I don't, I don't count the four years, but I count the years he actually had real okay. teams, and he's won three playoff series. That's all he's done. All right, guys. Let me with, just with possibly the most talented team in the East. Let me just kind of put a bow on this so we don't talk, you know, we want to talk about all of our sports yeah. teams here. <laughs> we let Joe well, Ben about Brett that. Brown. I love it. I Joe needed to get that out. So it's it's, totally it's because he's hot garbage. Let's stop talking like he's actually a good coach. He's shit. <laughs> so what is the option for Ben? Okay, I'll give you guys some ideas, uh, not just to replace Ben, but just as far as production. So we have obviously Korkmaz. Oh, my God. Uh, we got... Neto, I'm just going to and, – and we have Matisse, too. Can't forget about Matisse. Oh, Mr. TikTok. So it means we're going to have Vlar. a guy – we're going to have Alex Burks who can score, can't guard anybody. We're going to have Matisse Thibel who can't score and can defend everybody. Can make a damn good TikTok. Yeah, can make a damn good TikTok, which just got banned in the U.S. Sorry, Matisse. Sorry, Matisse. Raul Neto, who is – An so, Olympic legend. An Olympic legend for Spain. Or Shake and Bake Milton. And Shake, shake and Milton. Bake. Let's put it to you this way. We have hot garbage. Yeah. We we don't have We caught Joe at the wrong time for this podcast. This Sixers team just pisses me off because they're just disappointing every 
single year. You know what? I, I'm going to go out and say it. Sixers are winning their first round matchup. They Boom, will. Joe. They, they on will. the record. I'll they put, will win it. Should we Should we make a bet? Uh, let's wait to see their opponent uh, first. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> You're so confident they're going to win the first round series. I don't care who they play. I'll bet. I just want to see who they're what playing What do you want to put first? on it? I'll put... I'll, Let's see. What do I have in my wallet currently here? Let's see. Probably a couple dollars. You know what we should do? We should do, give both give I've... the money to Nick, and then he gives the money to the winner. Let's put twenty on it. All right, we'll each we'll each give twenty to Nick, and he'll give he'll give both twenty the to the winner. Is I don't have. Don't do it today though, because I'll lose the money by then, or I'll spend it by accident. <laughs> Maybe we should give it to Dan instead. You know what? We'll, we have a gentleman's bet. We we've done this before. We had yeah. the Super Bowl bet. Yeah. You know the money was good. We have audio proof. Of we the have bet. audio proof. Okay. So, so our, our, our former friend cannot find, uh, <laughs> our former friend cannot, you know, disdain towards our bets, <laughs> True, but yeah, so we'll put 20 on it, 20 on the Sixers. We'll, we'll, we'll put 20 on it. 20. I like 20. 20 is a good number. If you want to raise that number, we can, you know, it depends on who they're playing. Uh, I say, I, I like the 20, 20 is a fair number. See, I, I like the heat. If they're playing the heat, I, I'll stay at 20. I, I I'll up you if you like if depending on who they play we'll we'll up in how many games and do yeah. that so yeah also we can do yeah we can do the amount of games yeah too. we'll do that I like that so Nick you want to wrap all this right up? so let's take a break very- guys all right let's take a break guys and we'll come back talk about the Flyers who have a game coming up in just a couple minutes here do, do, as the time do, of this do, recording do. and uh, we'll get into Phillies all right stick with us two one five unfiltered be right back. Welcome back to 215 Unfiltered. It is Joe, Nick, and Ryan. I'm completely out of it. We're going to talk about Flyers hockey. I'm excited. Let's go Flyers, baby. They're probably the best-looking team in Philadelphia currently. I would say Most exciting. Uh, I think clearly the most talked about because we have very little positive things uh, about Philadelphia sports That's because the Sixers suck and the Phillies, well, they got, you know, unfortunately they got COVID, so... (laughs) Yeah, they were kind of put on break there for a little while. Yeah, what are they, a week off? Not much to talk about. It was like a week off, wasn't it? Yeah, like and uh, the last podcast was, was a Phillies heavy podcast back in the opening weekend, and there was like no game since then. We started <laughs> having the last couple games, the last couple days here. Uh, the Yankees series finally happened, and, and now they're starting weekend series with the Braves tonight. Um, After we'll, getting came canceled last yeah, night because all right, of we'll, we'll come back to the Phillies. Let's go to the Flyers, Joe. Big game tonight against Tampa Bay. They do not have a win this season against Tampa Bay, guys. Do they get it done and finish the round robin undefeated? Okay, so let's put it to you this way. They win, they play Montreal. Okay. Which makes me feel very confident, even though Carey Price looked great against Pittsburgh. Okay, but what about Montreal's back four defensemen? Who? Shea Weber, and I don't know the other names. Who's aging? Yeah, but he still plays 35 minutes last night. Let's put it to you this way. Montreal is not – the fact they beat Pittsburgh was just a referendum on Pittsburgh – being a shitty team like let's put it to this way they started Matt Murray Matt Murray looked like garbage yeah. they put Jari and Jari actually played well and then you know they lose two nothing unfortunately and there was an elimination game so again this is one of those things like the Rangers they started Lundqvist they should have never started Lundqvist they should have started Georgiev or the other Russian goalie that they have and they didn't do it so I look at the Flyers if they play Montreal I'm very happy now Option B. Option B is either Toronto or or um, Columbus. Columbus, because we don't know yet. Because and we're probably going to release this podcast. I don't know tomorrow. Yeah, or hopefully whatever, tomorrow. Uh, when then we're filming on eight eight, which the Flyers play Tampa tonight. So, Ryan, did you see that Montreal game or the highlights or anything? Not about the Montreal. Toronto. Oh, so Toronto. Oh no. So Toronto is down three nothing in the second period. No third. Th- third. Third period. Yeah, third period. Five they minutes to go. Five minutes to go, and they get three unanswered in five minutes. Mother And flower. tie the game, go to overtime. Austin Matthews scores the game winner in overtime. And now they play game five tomorrow, or Sunday, August 9th. Yes. So, they play Montreal, or Toronto or Columbus. Now, I don't want to play Columbus because for some reason we just don't play Columbus well. Columbus skates so well, and they're a dangerous playoff team. Let's avoid the Blue Jackets. Yeah, I don't want to play Columbus. Yeah, I'd rather true. play Toronto. I'm in that mood. But then I would too. Then I would you too. have them coming in against us, winning a thriller and a yeah. But they game also five. they also blew a three nothing lead in that's in this five game series too. True. So I would rather the Flyers play Toronto because you never know I what team's going to show up. I agree. And then you're going. By the way, we've been playing. It looks like playoff hockey before the break. Yeah, since February. And now we're playing it again because they look great. Elaine Vigneault, whatever he's touching and doing, is, is coach of the year. <laughs> 
I don't care. And he won't win it. I don't. It's a if they give thing, it to Boston, if they give it to to Tampa, they if give they, it to those teams every year. Listen, they're good teams. The Flyers were not expected to be competing for the one seed and and have a chance. No, nope. they were. I, I was hoping to one. get a seven or an eight. They were, they were hoping to make the playoffs. Period. Yeah, yeah, they were hoping to make the playoffs. And now they're the. Be- they might be the best team in hockey. <laughs> How about that? Who would have said that at the Guys, beginning? Guys, and of the year? that that hasn't happened. In our recent lifetime, since Keith Primo was our captain, oh, by- 2010, that Stanley Cup run was we weren't the best team. Uh, to be the best team, and we had a hot goalie. Seed. We had a yeah. hot goalie, Chris Pronger, Mike Richards, and a baby Giroux. Yes. And, oh, oh, wait, Giroux. wait, wait. How can I? How can I forget about him? Jeff Carter? Danny Briere. Playoff Briere. Hundred percent. He's a Philly legend with, just for his playoff with Hartnell and Billy Lano. And Billy Lano. And because of that 2010 run, Billy Lano got. Paid yeah, and but th- didn't that, do nothing after. That was a team based off of personality, heart, and chemistry, man. They, yeah, it was. Th- that, that was what that was. That man. was like the old 70s Flyers. Like That, that was, was an old 70s team. Perrier would have fit in so well with those 70s Flyers yeah. teams. It was a, That was a 70s team. They had a, a beast top line. They had a couple young guys at the bottom. They had guys that were just good. Like I, I was watching them in 2010, and I didn't realize – like they had Simone Gagne, who was still really good. They had, they a, had everyone, like Van every Re- good flyer the last think, twenty years on that team. I think Van Riemsdyk was a baby still. He was like he was just young a JVR. Yeah, Giroux was a rookie or like a super young they player. They were young, yeah. And man, what a difference! Like now you look at this team. Giroux's Giroux's the Giroux's the old the man captain. And then, uh, so comparing both of them. You look at this team with Giroux being the oldest, you know, the old players. You know, the obviously statesman. we obviously added Jake uh, Voracek, and then you add Van Riemsdyk, who's now a, a seasoned vet. You know, he's developed his game. You add Kevin Hayes, who, by the way, with him, Lawton and Konechny have been basically that that Briere Hartnell Lano line. Yeah, they they're really just, were. Yep. They're just yeah. explosive. Every time they're on the ice, they score. It's in, it's insane. Lawton's become I don't want to say Lawton's Dilly Lano because I think Lawton's better than Dilly Lano. Yeah, more more, more I, talented. He's anyway. definitely more talented. But you look at that line, you compare them, they're like, wow, the top line with Couturier, Giroux, and Voracek is another line. You go, okay, there's some talent. Well, that that's the most talented line they have, obviously. But you look at Couturier, you look at Hayes down the middle. You add Derek Grant, then you add um, who's their fourth line center? Well, it's right now it's Bunneman, right? Yeah, because so of Bunneman. Uh, because they sat somebody, I don't remember who they put down. Or they sat down, but they have four good. Oh no, Nate Thompson's their fourth line center. So they have four quality centers. All that can play, you can put them on the ice and have no fear. You basically, you can put four lines on the ice and be like, okay, we're good. And you can match up pretty well with a lot of. The you match up with most teams. teams. Oh, by the way, you have a real back end in Ivan Provorov, who is the best young defenseman the Flyers have ever. Let me say this again. Ever, ever had the and, best Flyers defenseman I've seen since Chris Pronger, and Pronger wasn't even ours. This guy was developed. He's Pronger ours. was a duck. Oh, I love. Chris and Pronger. you're pairing him with Matt Niskanen and Joe, who's coming from a Washington team who, who won a cup, who's cup, won two yep. cups because he, and he won has a lot cup. of experience in these big games. Yeah, who's won two cups with Capitals and Pittsburgh. So, I think he's won with Pittsburgh. Don't quote me on that one, but. You have him, then you have the two young stallions, stallions, in Myers and Sanheim, who are both studs. Travis Sanheim, studs, amazing players, and then you have Haig and Braun, who are very, very, or more than serviceable, could be a second pair of defense pair on a bad team, even a, a reasonably okay team. So they're they're good at forward, they're good at defense, and for the Past, I don't even know what were we gonna go twenty years, thirty years. Yeah, Hextall. Yeah. Hextall was our last good goalie. Yeah. Yep. So we're going thirty years, and we have a fucking goaltender, Carter Hart, and he's only twenty two. Twenty one. And he's a 21. baby. He's twenty one. He's a baby. We're gonna have him for ten years. He can be better than Matt Murray. Uh, he's always better than Matt Murray. <laughs> Matt Murray's shit. He only won that cup because they just like willed Patrick their Wall. way to it. Be better than Patrick Wall. Right. Okay, that's, calm that's, down. That's, that's cool. Calm down. I love Pat Wall. Maybe, maybe Belfour. He's he's up there. He's gonna be good. He's already really good. I mean, just think. At one time, uh, look at who our defensemen are now. At one time, it was an eighty-five-year-old Kimo Timonen, <laughs> a a Braden Coburn 
who was slower than my grandmother with Alzheimer's. Oh, my God. And Luke Shen, who I think scored more goals on his own net and did the other team's net. You're correct. That was that was our top three defensemen about five six years ago. And Nick Grossman. Oh, paid, oh wait, hold on. We forgot the best one. Andrew McDonald. Oh my god. Oh my god. We went from having the worst defense in hockey to maybe the best. Yes. So for for all those, we I've been the biggest Flyers fan out of this group because I like live and died with them for years and years. I was like, oh, this is the year. This is the year when we got Briscoe. I was like, we're good now. I was like, yep. oh, like. I was one of those like diehards, like no matter what they did, it was like they were infallible. And then they were the one team of the four sports where it's like they're perfect. Yeah, they're perfect in every way. And then I was like, nah, I'm out. I got out like I think it was the year they had they got Luke Shen. And I said, Oh my God, this team's gonna be terrible. The only thing Luke was good for was Braden or I'm sorry, um putting the puck in his own net. Yeah, well that, but (laughs) who was Luke what was Luke's brother's name? Braden. Bra- Braden. I was thinking Braden Coburn, Braden yeah. Shen. Um, when his brother Braden used to get beat up, Luke used to beat up the guy who beat up his brother. Yeah. So that was cool. He was good at beating people up. But as far <laughs> as being a hockey player, nah, he should have been a boxer. Yeah. Um, I just I, – I was out on them. And then this year happened, and they hire they, – they fire Hextall, which shocked the hell out of me. I, I was like, oh, they're going to fire Hextall because he's a, he's a horrible coach last year. And then they fired Hextall before him, and I was like, "What are they doing?" Like, and then we find out, oh, Hextall wasn't the the creme de la creme of GMs. And then they fired the stooge of a coach that was Hextall. He was a stooge. But then they go hire Chuck Fletcher, and I was skeptical. I was not a Chuck Fletcher fan because he was in Minnesota. He signed Zach Parise and Ryan Suter those monster deals, and then they kind of just fell off the cliff. And then he hired Elaine Vigneault. And my whole opinion changed. Are, are you glad they didn't hire Tortorella? I'm glad they didn't hire um, Quinville. Because oh, okay. it was between Quinville and it was like a couple other names. But I'm so happy they hired Elaine Vigneault. I've never been happier about a coach in Philadelphia in my life. Okay, as we just talked about Brett Brown, how much I hated him and hated Gabe Kapler. And Gabe Kapler and Dave Haxtell. And Dave Haxtell. Those are like your trio of coaches. Do you not realize how bad the coaches have been? For the 2010s. Thank God we've had Doug Peterson. Thank God for Doug Peterson. Imagine if we didn't win that Super Bowl, how depressed we would be. He, Doug Peterson single-handedly been born. He single-handedly <laughs> saved the decade for Philly he, sports. He Thank probably you, saved, Doug Peterson. Yeah, Doug Peterson saved a lot of lives. Thank you, Doug <laughs> Thank Peterson. Thank you, Doug. So we look at now we have a full-blown elite coach in Elaine Mignot. We have a very, very deep and very, very talented front, you know, forward group. We have a very, very deep and very, very talented back end. And we have, by the way, two very capable goalies and one possibly elite goalie in Carter Hart and a very, very, very important backup in Brian Elliott. Yeah, we're, we're, we're locked and loaded. Are they winning the cup? Why not us? I mean, there's no... Exactly, you have to have this uh, attitude with it. Hockey's the one sport That's... where you can't really predict the cup winner. But if it's going to be anyone, it might as well be the Flyers. It's them. They're winning the cup. I'm putting it on. I'm putting it on. On. It is. We are winning the cup. See, that's what I like to hear. I, I like your attitude towards the uh, the Flyers. It kind of brings us back from the negativity of the Sixers. Yes. We're winning the cup. All right, Nick. Well, I just I don't see us guys having a forgetting through change, this. Change my mind. Try to change my mind. I, I, it's I not going to happen. Steven Crowder. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. It's not going to happen. If we're getting through this round robin beating all four of the top teams, yeah, it's one game. You know, it's not a series. If it was a series, maybe it's a little different. But we're proving we can beat these teams, at least the Bostons and uh, Washingtons of the world, and Tampa Bay is going to be the question mark for tonight's game. But if we beat Tampa Bay, guys, I mean, I don't see any hiccups in this except, you know – uh, running into a hot goalie, yeah, that would be my like my because only fear. A- after this round robin, guy. you know, all four of these top teams go their separate ways and the, they start playoffs here. They and we don't get these matchups again until you know an Eastern final or an Eastern semifinal, depending on unless there's an upset, which could happen. If there's an upset, you know, we could talk about that hopefully uh, down the road there. Um, but I think there isn't much of a you know uh, nothing this team can't do this year. I, uh, there's no home ice advantage in pre- like in previous years that could stop us or slow us down. We don't have to go to Boston. We don't have to go to Washington. We don't have to go to Tampa Bay, which is a really in the hostile environment. 
So why can't we? Yeah, it would be a Philadelphia thing to win a freaking uh, Stanley Cup championship the first time since the 70s in a bubble. In yeah, that would be Toronto. very Philadelphia. So let's put it to you this way. I wanna, I'm want i going to put this out. So when we win the Cup, because I'm going to have that, that's going to be my, my positive take on this. We're going to have a Stanley Cup protest. Not, yes. a pro- not a parade. We're going to have a Stanley Cup protest because it's legal under the First Amendment. That's so we're right. going to have a Stanley Cup protest. We will be partying down Broad Street. Regardless. We will be protesting. Running, yeah, protesting the Stanley Cup. The Flyers winning the Stanley Cup. And if they ask us what we're protesting, the 45 years in between cups Amen. is what we're protesting. Amen. I love it. Yeah, I agree with that. I think yeah. that's a All right, that would be fun, though. Okay. That would be a lot of fun. So now that I've just spewed positivity about the Flyers, now I feel a lot better. Are we going to the Phillies now? Uh, let's take a break. Okay. Yeah. And, we'll, and then Phillies when we get we'll back. We'll do the Phillies when we come back. This is 215 Unfiltered. All right, we're back at 215 Unfiltered. Ryan, Nick, I'm Joe. And we're going to talk some Phillies. They're actually back, you know. They 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 made it through COVID. You know, they're, they're positive tests of COVID, so thank God. Right? Thank God they're safe. Um, they came back with the Yankees, which is a... Oh God! I mean, I'm looking. Forward, <laughs> I look forward to that in a general year every time because you don't play the Yankees very often. Surprisingly, in this day and age, we don't. Um, when interleague play starts, usually around July or August. Usually, it's Boston. Usually, we get Boston. We'll get Toronto. You know, we'll maybe get Baltimore. Sometimes. We'll get a couple oddball. We'll, teams we'll get in some there. AL uh, Central teams or something yeah. like that. Some years, you know, some different. But we really don't get the Yankees that often. And when we do, guys, we've really have gone to New York probably more than they come to Philadelphia besides the World Series in 09. I don't even remember. I was having this conversation with my dad the other night. I don't remember the last time the Yankees came to Philadelphia in a regular season game since the World Series because there was a lot of bad years since then, so I don't really remember too much. But if you guys remember something. I didn't watch the Phillies during those dark years. They were unwatchable, (laughs) man. Yeah, it it was so painful to watch them. They're still really painful to watch. I'll be honest with you. When Odubel Herrera is your best player, you know it's pretty bad. God help us. That, that that I mean that was some two like 2013 to 2017 Phillies. 18, yeah, 18. Yeah. <sighs> it was rough watch. If you watched, I don't think God many bless people watched. You. But it's insane. It's crazy to think that we're here that the Phillies are actually playing first of all because of the COVID, and then you look at how they're playing which is which they played the Marlins just like just like I predicted they lost how do they keep losing to this fucking team seriously Marlins are 7 and 1 guys by the way the Marlins are 7 yeah, and let's, 1 let's put some respect on their name hold on Marlins are 7 and 1 after damn near ending the MLB season yeah let's Let put that, that in the perspective they don't give a fuck dude <laughs> they, they, they don't might care. win the NL East Marlins are going to win the NL East book it put 20 bucks on it you might I win you win some money. you'd be surprised <laughs> You know, they're, they're actually, I mean, I'm not saying they're a good team, but on paper, they're not terrible. Like, when you actually look at the roster, they're actually a lot better than last year. They're I mean, a they are. a team with nothing yeah. to lose. They're better than last year. I don't care what anyone says. That team is definitely better than last year. Yeah. After we just trashed them on the last MLB podcast. And we go, we okay. did. We, we did. did just shit all over them. And then because they were beating us. One. They beat us two out of three, so we had to trash them. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I was pissed at them, so of course I was trashing them. <laughs> it's unbelievable that they're 7-1. <laughs> And the now, they haven't really played anybody. But they beating the Mets. I think I don't even know what game. They, it is, play they the, just beat the Mets they, last they week. The Orioles. Orioles too. So they probably swept them. The Orioles I mean, are five and seven or five and eight. I think they just won. They just lost. Yeah. Last. No, no, they won last night. They're six and seven. Yes. Unbelievable. So, but the big storyline, guys. Thankfully, we even split that season or that series with the Yankees. Uh, I thought it was going to be a lot worse. Uh, you know, to get a split at this point in the season after the COVID testing in the Miami series. Um, it's something to take away a little positive because how well Wheeler pitched and uh, how well I think it was Arietta pitched that second that second win, yeah. I believe. I so. Uh, so besides the starters, the bullpen is really the biggest issue. They allowed <laughs> 17 runs in just, those two losses. Just like we predicted, the bullpen. Yeah. Shit. That's what we all said. All three of us said before the season started, the bullpen was the weakest link. Now, you guys weren't uh, around for the episode too much last week, but Bree and Dave and uh, – Bubs were saying that the bullpen was going to be a problem. Um, you know, we tried to find some positive light in it and just say, you know, maybe, maybe I must say Gabe Kapler, uh, Joe Girardi will have a pulse on this bullpen and things will work out. But I don't think it's going to be that way. I think we're going to have major problems. And if this team wants to do anything this season, it starts with the bullpen. 
who's the dude we got from the Yankees and he pitched last year out of Robertson. the bullpen? Uh, David Robertson. Is he even playing this year? No, he's he got his surgery, but he's still not playing. <laughs> that was one of the dumbest, most worthless free agent pickups ever. Well, then you look at like Sir Anthony, who didn't get surgery, and he's still out. And and they don't they he hasn't the fact that he didn't get the surgery just drove me nuts. But you know what? I'm not. I, I can't watch the Phillies and think like, all right, they're gonna have a chance to win. Like that's what I've become. Like I watched the first couple games, and when they lost to the Marlins, I said it's the same team. That was the first thing I said. I was like, it's the same team. I'm wasting my time. And I have not watched them very much. Yeah, but dude, I mean, if the Bryce Harper—that's the only reason to watch he, he, him. He is him. such so much fun. Every him, at bat, he's fun to watch. And Relamudo. That's about the they're only the, reason. They're, the I, two. they're about the only two reasons I actually put the Phillies on is to see those two guys play. Yeah, you, you know what? So sometimes, especially in a freak shortened season like this, when you have two players and one's the best at his position and the other one can be the best at his position when he's at his peak, yeah. anything's possible. It's just, it's gotten to this point where they either need to do, they need to first of all, they they need to bring up Spencer Howard. Who's their young pitcher? He will be pitching Sunday, thank, according to some sources. Thank God. Tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. So tomorrow. He'll, he'll pitch game two, I think, because I oh, think Velasquez better. will pitch the first game. Oh, oh Velasquez. He's a better left fielder than he is a pitcher. That's oh, my true. God. Seriously, is he is actually season. a good left fielder and not a good pitcher. The, the, <sighs> Simply because of his arm. Yeah, it's imagine true. Having, Joe, imagine having Velasquez and Harper as your corner outfielders. Seriously, maybe they should move Velasquez to left field, honestly. I think they should. Have him bat eighth or something. <laughs> He'll die you, for balls. If you could see my reaction right now, the reaction I have right now, just it's just my hand over my face because I hear Vince Velasquez. And then wait, wait, is Nick Pavetta still pitching? Oh, don't even say he's in mean. the bullpen. No, oh, he pitched the other night. Pavaja. That's what Missanelli calls him. It might that might be offensive to Bavaja because it's 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 horrible. But w- aren't these the pitchers we got back in the Cole Hamels trade? I think so. Yes. We what is it with us trading away these star- Cole Hamels could still pitch. We got Cole Hamels and we trade him for Nick Williams, Vince Velasquez, sucks. sucks. Uh, Pavetta. Pavetta. No, Pavetta might have been a different trade. Velasquez was the Houston trade. Velasquez was Houston trade. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Pavetta was one though. There was an. Uh, ma- Matt Williams? Nick Williams. Nick Williams. Nick Williams. Sucks. <laughs> Another one. We got nothing out of that trade. I mean, w- going into the 2000, either And that was or... going to be like a core trade. Yeah, that's to what re- I'm saying. That was our rebuild trade, and nothing they happened. They were like, oh, you got these young arms in Velasquez and Pavetta. Who who was the third pitcher last year um, in, the, in our rotation? I can't. He, he wasn't Nola or Arietta. They, they were, it was Nola, Arietta, Velasquez, Pavetta. Who was the fifth guy? Nick, He's, Nick, who is the fifth? There's another pitcher that we got from them, like in trades. He, I can't think he of his sucked name. just like Velasquez and Pavetta did, and he was our starting pitcher last year. Last year, not oh. Arietta and not Nola. I can think of. I can. I can see his face, and I can't think oh, of his name. God. Look, look really. yeah, because the starting rotation, you you had Nola who was good. You had Arietta was who was Jared Ikoff. Ikoff. Uh, he was Eikoff. one of them. There was another guy. And too. I was, thought he was in the bullpen. I don't Eikoff, know what happened to Eikoff him. was a starter and then threw his shoulder out, and he was done. He uh, didn't pitch the same again. There's another pitcher. He pitched when we went to the Padres game last Drew year. Drew Smiley. No. No, before him. A, I'm saying there's like. a guy that we he pitched. A reliever? No, no he was a starting starter. pitcher. He was a starter, and he, was, he pitched the Padres game you and me went to. Oh, okay. I can't think of his name, and, he's, and he's, he he's was terrible. He f win. That's Eflin. it, Zach, Zach Eflin. Eflin. Guys, come on. He that, that, that's such, the trio. That was the trio of pitchers we got. Eflin, Velasquez, Pavetta. Sucks, sucks, sucks. Eikhoff. And Eikhoff. And he sucks too. They were Guys, all terrible. Did you not watch the game on, what day is it, Saturday? The other day this week, Eflin pitched against the Yankees. He literally gave up no earned runs. I did not watch it. Me neither. He didn't so give up a single earned run to the Yankees. The supposed best team in baseball did not give up a run. They're not the best okay. team in baseball. They scored two runs on Wait a two errors. Though. Yankees okay. are not the best team in baseball. Well, let's put it to you this way. Eflin had, would give us like four good innings and then just dive off and like no That is true. So that's my opinion on him, though, that he's not a starter. He's not he, an. He, he, he's you, not a viable starter. You move Eflin to the bullpen, and you already you, have Pavetta there. You, you move um, Velasquez to left field, <laughs> and you move Pavetta to the minor leagues or to a different team. Yes, you need get, to get rid of Nick. What's Pavetta. so wrong about just keeping Pavetta and 
Because well, he maybe, sucks. No, no, keeping them in the bullpen. All of them in the bullpen. We need I, bullpen help. Because I don't think Pavetta can even pitch in the bullpen. I don't think Pavetta's a major league baseball. I don't think he's a major league I don't think he's a major league He can be two innings. He can be a no. middle reliever. Coming, no, he can't. You know, no. That's like Cole start. Irvin who can't throw 90 miles an hour. Pavetta's not belonging in the major Cole leagues. Irvin, oh, my God. He's, he's just another, bad. He's just bad. Velasquez they, left field, Eflin bullpen, Pavetta off the team. That's my solution. That's my solution. It's so bad. This team is just... It's pitching. It's not even the lineup. It's not even the lineup. By the way, can we fire Men Matt Klintak already? Can we put? Can we just put an end to his to his misery and Here's, get him out of here? No, we can. Because he's a stooge. What about McPhail? He's another stooge. <laughs> well, they're together. They're a package deal. They're a package Klintak deal, and they can stooge their way out of here. The two stooges. Here's the worst. Where's part, the guys. third one? The fucking owner who won't pay Relamudo. Who just the hit three home. fucking stooges? Who actually just all hit of them got to go. Ramuto hit another home run tonight, guys. It's four nothing Phillies. That a boy. Ramuto was the best catcher in baseball. Yeah, dude. they should be winning games for fucking nothing because they can't. Well, the fact they haven't given up any fucking runs yet because of this shit ass team, their shitty ass pitching. Who's pitching? Who's pitching? Uh, Velasquez. No, oh, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Arietta. Arietta. Okay, that makes more okay. Sense. So they have tomorrow. they have one of the half of their viable pitchers on yeah. the fucking. They actually mound. have a major league pitcher <laughs> shooting off. Yeah. That's our standards. If he's a major league Jesus pitcher, he's good. Christ. Might as, well, <laughs> might as well put Dan out there. I, at this point, he might be better. I'm t- we, we, no, we have three starting pitchers who I trust to be starting. Who I trust to just be major league level. Let me say that. We need international pitchers. No, I'm sorry. Nola, Wheeler, Arietta. Oh, I forgot they got Wheeler. <laughs> I, I, th- those three are fine. Other okay. than those three... Trash. So I apologize. I said I said one and a half. I meant two and two, a half. Two and a half. Because Arietta was a half a pitcher last year. So yeah, yeah, he, he was. He doesn't get his half back until like, this end till of he, this season. Until he becomes viable and is actually throwing more than three innings. Both I need to see it. like five, six starts from Arietta consistently giving up no more than four runs. <laughs> if he can do that for you know couple first, I guess month of the season, then you know, good. Maybe he's back to his old self, and maybe we can rely on him. That means they're going to have to keep Clentac. I'll I'll keep Arietta though over any of those pitchers we named. I want That's them true. to lose just because I don't want Clentac back. I want them to win. I'm sorry. I want them to win because they're All my right. team. But I want, want them to lose because I hate Clentac so much. He is upper levels of Hackstall, Brett Brown, Gabe Kaplan. And Chip Kelly. And Chip Kelly. They're in now listen, I liked Chip Kelly when he got hired and then he was a stooge. So we go back. It is those four. Five. Upper echelon. Assholes need to go. Should have never been hired. <laughs> Gots to go. Clentac needs to go. Just like McPhail. Gots to go. Here's some positive news. Oh, Rangers wow. Suarez and David Robertson are close to returning with the club, hopefully this month. That's oh, bad news. Yeah. Robertson returning. <laughs> Let's put it to you this way. So we're going to give up 10 more runs in our bullpen. Thanks. No, no. No, no, uh, no, 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 no. That was not smart. No. We have a seven no. seven point eight nine combined what? bullpen ERA right now. <laughs> That's as good. of right now, what seven, I should what I should have said was a better response no, would have been no, no. They're both trash. Just keep adding more garbage to your bullpen. Okay, that'll fix it. The other day, the uh, Yankees with the Phillies scored eleven runs. If you guys saw saw that, 11, I did seven. see. Okay. If that game was a full nine inning game, Yankees win the game because the bullpen would have blew it. They already almost Agreed. gave up those runs, and there was almost a three run home run in the eighth. I think that would have made eleven to ten. Yes. So if that game goes nine innings, they lose in a non double header. The Yankees win the game. Yeah. So double headers are going to save us guys so, yeah, a lot. Yeah, because we only have to pitch seven innings. Now the problem here is <laughs> I've, I haven't had this. Maybe every game could be seven yet. innings. Yeah. Our starters. If it's a seven inning game, okay. We need more I, rain, I get, we need more rain delays. Sorry. We do. No, we do. Um, <laughs> I get you kind of saving the pitchers and stuff for the rest of the year. But if, if Nola is out there through six, why take him out in the seventh if you're only playing seven innings? Let him go. He can go seven innings. Arietta can I'm go with seven. that. Wheeler I'm with can go that. seven. Just let him go. Save the bullpen. Yes. You know? Save the bullpen. You mean don't use the bullpen. That's pretty much That's what we're what going I mean. with. Yeah, save the bullpen from coming out and <laughs> blowing the game. Save if they're pitching well, let him go. Girardi took out, uh, I think, Wheeler this week after five innings in a seven-inning game. He pitched one of those doubleheaders the other day, and he did really well. Why take him out? Leave him in. Let him pitch. Have him pitch the whole game. I mean, yeah. we're going to – we. Cl- I know we have a lot of games and a lot of days here. So just let him pitch the whole game. That's I it. I agree. I'm with – I'm 100% with that. Like, they're not going to throw their arm out in, after seven innings. They're grown <laughs> men. They, you're used to throwing you – know, I, I know. wouldn't say that because, you know, our luck, we, he would throw his arm out. And then right, we, wouldn't have right. enough, we wouldn't have a uh, viable two-and-a-half starters. I don't got wood here, but this is <laughs> – Yeah, but I'll take, I'll take those three starters with a broken arm over anyone in our bullpen. <laughs> At this point, yeah, I might too. 
Uh, you think <laughs> Roman Quinn's able to pitch guys in the bullpen? Yeah, let's get Roman Quinn in there. <laughs> well, he'd already be better than half the guys they have back there. So. Or if, if uh, Wilson Valdez is available, make him, maybe bring him back. I remember that in the 15th inning. Yep. So let's bring back, like, Billy Wagner, Jonathan Papelbon. Uh, Ryan Madsen. No, Madsen. Still Just think about it. If Papelbon was on this team now, he'd be the stud of the bullpen. <laughs> and it wouldn't even be close. He'd be so much better than anyone. So Who would have thought we'd reach that point where we're begging for Papelbon to come back? Oh, my God. It's so bad. He would be the best arm in the bullpen by far. That's we, bad when you admit that. It's yeah. true, though. Which It's true. Which, again, comes to what is the GM doing to fix this problem? Okay, wait, wait. That's what I was going to say. I wanted to say this earlier. Okay, the due to the trade deadline, guys. I think it's at the end of August now. Yeah, I think it's August thirty. Um, we really have no trade bait because of how bad the bullpen is. So to bring another arm in, I don't think it's going to happen. That's the bad thing. And there's no because, minor leagues, so you don't no have like you're just guessing on prospects. And so. the roster gets shorter. Went from thirty to twenty eight now. And I think it gets even shorter over the next two weeks. They're in big trouble. And you're not going to have these playoff as an example, like uh, the Cubs. Um, I'm trying to think of a good playoff team. The the Brewers, yeah, like these um these uh, upper echelon the Dodgers. Dodgers. There we go. Thank yeah. you. Like as an example, trades with them. You're not going to be able to do that because one, your trade bait sucks. Two, it's a shortened season, so everybody, every pitcher is needed long term. Uh, and these teams want to make a run. They're going to have to rely on their bullpen, especially the double headers. So it's going to be a lot of sprinting, and people are going to want to save their pitchers for all season. So they're not going to want to trade them away. It's just they're not in good shape, and the bullpen's not going to get fixed. And Matt Klentak failed the bull- Phillies, Phillies again. Well, hey, the word fail is in his name, Mick Fail. Yeah, so Mick Fail and Klentak got to go. Gots to go. Let's move on to the Eagles. <laughs> um, we'll keep going. Yeah, we can go. Yeah, all right, we'll keep going. Yeah, let's, we'll talk, keep going. Let's, let's talk some green. Let's bleed so some green. So training camp started. Yeah. Training camp started, guys. Woo. September 10th is opening night. So it's, it, is, it is almost. Arby's night. When we, yes, it is. You know, Ooh. I know Can't people wait. are not a big fan of Arby's, but it's just a tradition. So you know, I got, like Arby's. I know. So opening night, you come over to the house and we watch the opening night football game, and we have Arby's. America's roast beef. Yes, sir. That's what we're gonna do. So, talk birds. What are we thinking, guys? I know. I know. Peterson got COVID. Did he? Uh, is he okay? Yeah, he's, he's asymptomatic. Asymptomatic. Okay. He's yeah. Very he good. Be okay. That's awesome. It's good to hear. Um, Deuce is running things. Lane Johnson. Um, Lane Johnson had COVID too. Yes. He's I also think he's recovered. Asymptomatic. Yeah, a couple of. Oh, or he was like a traced guy or whatever. I think it was. He's and, fine though. Yeah, so, so I think the big news, guys, with the Eagles, as of the last like two two weeks, even before training camp started, Marquise. Goodwin is the only Eagle topped out of the season. So now a lot of our young receivers, Quez Watkins and uh, Hightower, Hightower are going to step up. I'm really hoping they make this team because I want to see what they, they will because they're, dra- they're draft no picks. Preseason. So, so um, where do you guys see this team uh, right now just in this training camp phase? Uh, obviously, you know, we our first episode was the schedule breakdown and we talked about fans and stuff. We don't think we're going to get that here in Philadelphia. Maybe a miracle happens we get it, but I doubt it. Number so. one thing is they got to stay healthy. Looking they got to they got to literally make it through training camp. Yeah, it's going to be the teams that are the healthiest going into the season are going to be the most successful. That's really what it's going to be. Yeah, I'm with that. As far as um, also, I I love the fact that Deuce Staley's running things. while Peterson's gone. He it's better. Good. It gives him Doug's still there. He's just virtually. I know. He, you know, but it gives Staley the much needed experience. Because he can be a head Hell, coach. Hell, his next stop is head coach. It should yeah. be. It is. Or yeah, at least is. an OC somewhere that he, you know, he needs to move up. But he, he, this is, I think this is important for Deuce because I was just about to say his next position is going to be head coach. So this is the closest he's going to practice he's going to get before yeah. he's actually the head coach. Yeah. He will be a head coach somewhere. I mean, be. there's no doubt in my mind. He's a good one. He's one of the really good candidates. I he think is just a great motivator. And, uh, Eric Bianami from Kansas City are two. Both really. of them are going to be head coaches. They should next. be head coaches. I, I agree. And, uh, uh, the other thing about Goodwin opting out, you know, I, I love his speed. You, you, you can't you can't teach speed. Yeah. He, he's great with that track yeah. star. He was a track track star. He, he, I think he was a long he jumper. Was, he was an Olympian, wasn't he? Yes, I think he was. Yeah. Him and I was really Hill. looking forward to yeah. that. And they were supposed to race, Ryan. I saw some on Twitter. They were going to have a race. Now I don't know if they're going to do it for sure because of uh, Goodwin's decision. But if they do, I'm oh, they're going to watch race. out. For they're going to they can put that bad boy on YouTube. I tell you what, though, whoever wins that race. Or whoever I should say, whoever loses that race is still fast as hell. <laughs> like there really is when you're both that fast, the loser of that race is still super freaking he's, fast. You're still the winner. You're still a winner. Nobody loses really in that <laughs> yeah. race. But um, but but about Goodwin not being on on the team, I do think it opens it up. And I, 
me personally, I love young wide receivers. I love them. Love healthy competition. Be, you, because the Eagles never seem to get good young wide receivers. I think the last good one we had was Jeremy Macklin. Jeremy Macklin, him and or, Jackson. And Deshaun, yeah, when they were young. That was 10 years ago. Yeah. Holy shit. When they were drafted and when they were young. It's crazy to think that. It's been a long time. We've had Arthago Whiteside and Aguilar since then. Oh, yeah. I, now, it's weird. Like, Goodwin's not with the team this year, but I feel like the, his replacements in these rookies are going to be really big guys. 100%. And really step up, and I think 100%. they're going to fill the void really well with them. I think young, this, this year for young players is going to be crazy because they think they're going – they're just going to take every opportunity. They're gonna try. They gotta suck up information faster than everybody. They gotta adapt better than everybody. Cause the older players are just going in and being like, "All right, we already know what we gotta do." Especially not new teams with you know veteran coaches like the Eagles. So the the older players are gonna have to bring younger players along, but these younger players are gonna have to come in hungry and they're gonna have to be willing to just they're gonna have to take their lumps. But they're I think they're gonna be very explosive. I think they're going to be more gadget plays. More, there's going to be a lot more creativity this year. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, <clears throat> I, I I'm so big on both Hightower and Watkins because of their speed. Yeah, uh, that's why. And who knows with with Deshaun Jackson? I mean, even without Goodwin, the speed you have between Jackson, Hightower, and Watkins is going to cause a lot of problems. Yeah. And that can be the one positive with uh, Goodwin opting out is these guys really have a chance and have an opportunity to show what they can do on a football field. And look at last year's draft pick, J.J.A.W. He's looking over his shoulder saying, man, these rookies come in here and outplay me. I'm gone. Yeah. I mean. I, I don't think it's time to play around with these draft picks, these drafted receivers. Like, with the with the rookie wage scale, like, you can really move guys around now. It's so – I, you got to abuse, you know. You, you saw what happened it. with Aguilar. He's not on the team anymore. He shouldn't have been re-signed after that. He shouldn't have gotten that extension. Or at least the uh, – the, Fifth year option. You look at Ortega Whiteside. You say we got rid of Nelson. You want to be next? Well, yeah. you better start playing well. So it's going to be a very, very interesting year for the Eagles. Yeah, it's going to be interesting camp across the league. Oh, yeah, uh, the NFL is probably going to be very, very interesting. Hopefully, they they're going to play. I don't think they're not. I don't uh, think they're, they're playing. There's no way they're going to stop. Um, they're a machine. Yeah, there's just no way. The, the player. I think it was like two point seven percent of the players opted out. I which is pretty low, actually. Yeah, which is it is. Yeah, There's only like one or two per team. Most yeah. of them from New England, anyway. Yeah, there were like a, ten on New England. Which New England's watch New England? They're gonna get you Davian Clowney or one of these. Like you're gonna, you're gonna. They see probably them. will. They're gonna sign like four or five free agents, and you're gonna be like, Ugh. they're probably gonna go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> they're gonna go to the Super Bowl. With Cam Newton probably watch this. But yeah, so the Eagles. It's going to be an interesting camp. We'll see where they are like when we start getting closer to the actual yeah. opening. And it's just it's going to be hard for us to judge them, guys, because we won't see them in game until the regular season. And not only that, like we're all of us or us three, we're going to have to really rely on like social media videos and YouTube videos and stuff like that because no one's there. There's no camp, you know, where crowds are. There's no are. camp media. Yeah, there's no media to it, so yeah. we won't know. And we're really going to have to. I guess keep up with the online uh, activity of the Eagles and yeah. kind of see what's going on and listen to the press conferences and stuff like that. Um, I'm really interested to see uh, Jim Schwartz, the defense, what they do, what Jim Schwartz has to say. A new and improved defense. Uh, we just signed Vinnie Curry yesterday. I was just about to say that. We just deal. signed Vinnie Curry, which is um, going to be big. He's underrated. I think he's huge, Ryan. And just the depth of having another body there that can come in and play, you know, two or three downs or Keyword, whatever. Keyword, veteran body. I love Curry, man. We need bodies. Yep. You, you need veterans, guys that are – are you know already in shape they're not they're coming in ready to go where it comes to i, I know, love just, i love bringing in vinnie curry and i love how they re-signed Corey clement yeah that's an underrated re-signing he brings in running back depth um bring back curry and clement one thing i think they will miss on the defense is nigel bradham i think that is going to leave a big hole um, in the linebacking yeah. core. Brett Bradham was also an underrated part of this team. And I think Jenkins. So I, I think yeah. two pieces they'll miss on defense are Bradham and Jenkins. Um, but I think two key re-signings were Vinnie Curry and Corey Clement. And Ryan, do you think our linebackers are probably the biggest, I guess, hole right now, Al? And what we can do about who's stepping up in that role? Our line, the linebackers right now are our weakest position. I don't think there's anyone who argue with that. You need to what, – what's Nathan Jerry going to do? And what's TJ Edwards going to do? Exactly. They have really nothing to lose, so they can do anything. They they might be good enough to just get us by for a year, hopefully. Um, well, Jim Schwartz is 
I know they cut that linebacker, that corner the, from uh, the, San Diego, or the L.A. Chargers the other day, uh, the week. Well, Jim Schwartz's defense doesn't really rely on linebackers. No, know? they don't. So that's like one of the big things. As long as you can tackle, you can. T- the big thing is the defensive line has to get pressure, and the corners have to cover. And they just add Darius Slay. That is a Jim Schwartz defense. So like, that's it. They don't worry. the The defensive line plays really well against the run. Yes, They've they always do. been very good against the run. Is that's it Fletcher Cox? And that's Fletcher Cox and and Jernigan, who isn't with us anymore, right? No, he doesn't. He's, uh, he's all, I don't think he's on the I team. I don't think Jernigan. Or you get Malik Jackson. You, get, you keep Malik Jackson. We have Malik. Okay, and then Jernigan's yeah. not on you, the team. You got Barnett. You got Brandon Graham still. Don't so forget you, Javon Hargrove. You J- oh yeah, we got Har. Oh my God. Uh, so you have two. We dom- got a D line. You have a you have a legitimate. That's what I'm saying line. about Curry being back now. He's going to be such a good with man Barnett with that line. And Brandon Graham and Vinny Curry. That's a you have eight That's deep. A trio of defensive. You have ends, eight. Baby. You're eight deep on your D line. You're good. You don't you're have good. to worry about your defensive line. No. Your linebackers. Okay. Questions. Your secondary. You have Darius Slay. You got a young. Safety group with Mills, Mills back there now. McLeod. McLeod's back. You know. McLeod's going to be the leader of that Who's secondary. Second corner. Sidney Jones? Uh, I'm going to take Maddox. Oh, nah, my. Jones is going to beat him out. For I think spot. Jones is going to no, be your. Uh, uh, Schwartz said that Maddox is it's his job to lose. Okay. Well, I think he will lose it. To so Jones. I think Sidney Jones. Sidney is... Jones played so well over the stretch last year. Yes. He it's... shut down Amari Cooper. He played two really good games, and that was big. Uh, he's he a played, second round pick. Dude. I, he's going to start. He he looks like he's finally. It looked like at the end of the year he finally turned the corner. I think he did to like past his Achilles injury. So hopefully it's good news. I'm a big believer in Sydney. Yeah. Jones. So hopefully with the secondary improved, you know they lose Malcolm, but we don't. Malcolm was really playing in the box a lot last year. He sure was. He had to. So that's why. Yeah, but they needed help on the back end more than they needed help at the in the front. Yeah, that, that's like they needed more help. Like, they needed more help on the back end than in the in the they, line. Yeah, that's true. So like that was I I see where and I understand why people are upset because they were like Malcolm's a leader. Yeah, and you know could it bite us like Dawkins? Maybe, but Dawkins was a different animal. Dawkins a Hall of Famer. Jenkins yeah. great player. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, so. I think they're going to be much improved. I think they're actually going to be better. I think defensively I like, they're going to be better. I like better. signing the Cal Roby Coleman to play the slot. That's yes. it. And so I like bringing in big. Philly boy Will Parks. Yes. Philly yes. Will. Yes. So their secondary is improved, at and least in my eyes. Canavat, uh, what's his face? Kevon Wallace. Kevon no, no. Wallace. From, Wallace. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevon yeah. Wallace. Clemson. Clemson. The Dude, next D-Doc. Who was the last safety from Clemson? And he's, a, he's just... He came in and he started loving Philly. So like, he loved that, it. That's what you want to hear. Well, his inspiration was clearly from Brian Dawkins. It's really no secret at this point, guys. And if he wants to be Brian Dawkins, that's incredible because oh. that motivation will literally make him so much better. He can learn so much from McLeod. He can learn learn so much from um, Will Parks. Jim Schwartz and, Jim and Will Schwartz, yeah. and Will Parks too. Yeah. So he's already got a young, uh, excuse me, an experienced core around him who yep. he can learn from. And he's got a legit corner in Darius Slade to really like be comfortable with. He's got a Brandon Graham, who's a, a you know the adult in the room. You have Fletcher Cox, another adult in the room. He's a big boy too. You you have adults. This yes. team is this team is an adult team. Like as best said they, by Brett Brown last year, that they, they yeah. are going to they're winning the NFC. And I agree with that. And listen to this. Listen to this. Philly I came with connection. two hot takes today. Everybody. I love it, Joe. I'm with you. Listen to this Philly connection. Will Parks grew up in Philadelphia as a diehard Eagles fan, yep. playing for his hometown team. Um, Sean Bradley, Temple University linebacker. He might be a starter. He could be a starter, I'll actually. Say, I'll give him six to eight weeks in the year. He's a, he's a starter. And then if that's not enough Philly connection with Parks and Bradley, you got Kevon Wallace, who was roommates with Brian Dawkins' son at Clemson, yeah, and whose boss at his internship was Troy Vincent. Now that. You think you got enough Philly connection? Incredible. Oh, and by the way, Corey Clement grew up in South Jersey as an Eagles fan, too. All right, so we we got a full blown Philly, you know, Philly, we are love Philly baby. I'm excited for this Eagles team, though. I really am. I think they're going to be good. I'm excited for the team. Uh, I wish there was fans there, though. But I think I'm excited getting, to just watch. I the think you're getting again. fans. I think you're getting fans. We'll see. Uh, if they 50%. can, percent, they're going to get. They're going to get fans. I would put. I'm pretty. Philly's just not in a good spot though with this situation. No, we're just in a ask good, the Marlins. Just, yeah, well, it was the Marlins' fault that. Any they Philly brought play. it to Philly. They brought it here from Atlanta, <laughs> you know, at a bar. Thank, yeah, I thanks, know. thanks. And then, but then they were stranded for a week in Philly with the virus. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, so I just keep spreading it around Philly. Um, but I think they're getting fans. 
I don't think there's I there's no way they're gonna stop it. Half half capacity. Baby. There is no way they're already talking about it. Mayor Jim Kenny said they're gonna have fans. They're gonna try to get fans in at the Eagle Stadium. I, so, I'm all for it. I'll, I might so, be one of those fans. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure you're gonna get fans. You can fit. The, hold on. Uh, I know we mentioned baseball earlier. I'll just say this kind of end this up. About twenty five thousand fans. Yeah. You can fit 69, 68,000 in that arena. Uh, excuse me, that stadium. stadium. The Phillies is only about 45,000. Correct. With the double capacity you have in the link versus Citizens Bank Park, I think you can put some fans in there. You can put 25,000 minimum. With masks, and they sign waivers. Yeah. That's fine. I think it's I think doable. Dog I think masks. it's doable. I, yes, dog masks and yeah. waivers. Boom. How would you all? Oh. How cool would that be to see dog masks in the crowd? How terrifying would that be to see dog masks <laughs> in that field? <laughs> the, the German Shepherds. We're going to sound like scream. the Cleveland Browns dog pound, though. Yeah, <laughs> except better. But it's they're going to have fans. They're going to do it. I really believe that. I think I think NFL is going to have fans. I think they're going to be the first ones. I mean, NASCAR has had fans, but I think the NFL is going to be the first major. One thing, guys, we have to settle. We talked about it on the Life Podcast. If you listen to that, go back and listen to it because we teased something. We're going to reveal it now. Next week, we're bringing the show down the Jersey Shore, 215 filter, live and in person, recording hopefully two episodes down the shore next Sunday. We're going to say next Sunday. 816. So if you're around the Jersey Shore or you want to make plans to come down, we would love to have you on the show. Come by. Let us know. Hit me up. Just hit us up on the, on the Anchor app. I think you yeah. can leave messages there. Yes. If leave you can- comments on Google Podcasts, yes. uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Spotify on the Anchor, Anchor apps. App. Uh, like, subscribe, uh, leave all us that. voice message, guys, on the Anchor app, and let yeah. us know if you want us to uh, come hang out and uh, record an episode with us. And uh, which down beach do you shore. guys prefer? Because we yeah. like that too. We'll still discuss that, but more than likely, it's going to be Belmar, Ocean City, New Jersey. We'll discuss that and uh, hopefully talk to you guys down the shore. Have a okay. good week, everybody. And uh, Joe, you can wrap For us up. For two one five unfiltered, it is Joe, Nick, and Ryan. Dan's somewhere we don't know where dan went actually you guys have a great week have a great night we'll talk to you guys later see you down the shore guys catch some waves